ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 317 of The Mailwright Show. We're really lucky to have Brandon Wise for the first time on the show. He is the founder and uh, chief cook and bottle washer of the incredible Wise Agent. So without any further ado, uh, Brandon, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and if you feel like it, what Wise Agent is. Yeah, sure. So as Robert said, I am the uh, CEO, the founder, and uh, and the janitor here over at Wise Agent. We kind of, kind of, everyone, everyone here is still a small company. We all play many roles, but um, really, what what uh, Wise Agent is all about? It's a it's a CRM platform. So the the CRM is for contact relationship management, but then we also include all the. Uh, marketing tools like drip campaigns and newsletters and flyers and then all the transaction management side where you've got your checklist and document storage put it all together in a very easy to use platform and then we back it up with amazing customer support uh 24 hours a day seven days a week we actually answer the phone which is something that definitely sets us apart from most other technology companies you you so you say you do all of that and you pick up the phone. I'm uh, yeah. I'm impressed already. All right, um, the producer of the show, the founder of the show, is uh, John. I oftentimes give him a big wind up, but today I'm going to change it up and say, John, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the to the audience? I'm very appreciative with that kind of minor intro. It's much more like it. Uh, um, yeah, I'm the founder of Mailrite. We are a WordPress centric company we produce websites for you that you own you're not leasing and we've got a host of other marketing tools that will help you with your digital online marketing back over to you robert awesome and i'm a 16 year real real estate vet of the uh the real estate industry and i focus on uh seo I have a website too, inboundrem.com, if you could, if you want to check me out. With no further ado, we're going to jump right into it with uh, Brandon. Um, and um, one of the first questions that we asked, and certainly one of my burning questions, uh, and, and John had the question as well, is how do you feel – what is happening in the digital landscape of lead generation today? How, how do you feel like the lead generation industry is doing as a whole? Like what? What do you? What are your thoughts? Well, yeah. So Legion, we've seen a lot of change going on. Um, a lot of the systems are kind of changing their models from just selling the leads to now um, for for a set price to now saying, hey, we'll give you the leads, but we want a piece of the a cut of the transaction fees. You know, so just changing models we're seeing. But um, I just got back from uh, the NAR. National Association of Realty, um, Realtors, uh, big event, their, their big show, annual show in San Diego. And there was a lot of different new, new Legion companies popping up. And you saw the, 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 the old ones there. And then the conversations, you know, they went range anywhere from um, talking to people that, hey, um, I'm using your landing pages to generate my own leads off of, you know, running them on social media and Facebook and I'm done buying leads from others. And then you had had people on the other side saying, I'm just blowing it up by buying all my leads from, you know, X, Y and Z, different different companies and, and running them through the system to help um, convert those leads into clients. So either way, wherever they're getting their leads, the one thing that everyone agrees on is it still matters 
Um, how have you handled the leads when they come in? How fast are you getting back to them? And what's your messaging and how and how consistent are you in getting those messages across? But yeah, there's a lot, just a lot more choices, I guess, for the lead gen, anywhere from generating your own and 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 uh, for, to uh, to uh, buying them from all different kinds of setups, depending on if you want to buy them in bulk or you want to buy them one on one or pay pay get them free and pay when you when you close the transaction. Do you have anything? I'm sure that, like me, you probably have a fair your fair share of of conversations with real estate professionals. When somebody asks you for a piece of advice as it relates to lead generation, what do you tell them? Well, um, so so yeah, I, I love having the conversations with with the realtors out there, and it's kind of what we do and listen listen to them, and that's how we've built our platform to be so good is actually listening to our members. But yeah, my advice is. Absolutely. Wherever, whichever style of lead you're getting, you've got to have a plan in action before you start getting the leads in on what are you going to do with them. So if you're a single agent, you're going to have a whole different set of rules and how you're going to plan to handle those leads than if you've got a whole team where you've got dedicated people um, able to work on it. But either way, I think a, a big key, number one, is that wherever your leads are coming from, you want to be able to automatically and immediately get those things to drop into your CRM, whether they come in when you're sitting at the desk or if you're out showing houses, you shouldn't have to worry about um, doing import, export or copying and pasting, you know, leads off of, a, off of anything else. You should be able to uh, open your CRM as soon as you get in and see all the leads that have come in since the last time you, you opened that system. And then taking that a step further, they shouldn't just be dropping into your CRM you should pre-think out, hey, when the leads come in from this lead source, how do I want to handle it? What am I going to do? What are, what are the, the steps I'm going to take to get those leads to convert from just a lead to actually being a client? And, and they're going to be different ways. So, for instance, if you're using um, one of our, a landing page to capture leads at your open house instead of having the leads that are walking through your open house sign in on a piece of paper – you might want to have a landing page where they're signing in on an iPad or a laptop. You can ask them more questions. You don't have to, you know, but as soon as they hit the button after they sign in, that's going to be a, a lead. And that's going to be totally different than if you're buying a lead from, say, Realtor.com. Um, how do you want to talk to those? So your system should automatically, before you ever hold that open house, you should decide, okay, any of the leads I get today what do I want to happen to those leads that are coming in? So immediately as they hit that button, I want to send them a, an, an email saying, hey, thank you for, for coming into my open house. And then that night I might want to have a, have an, an automatic text message fire off, thanking them again and seeing if I can help them. And then, and then follow it up with several days of tips and, and emails and, and text messages without me even, even thinking about it. Or it could be a learning media call them on the phone and that should that can be something totally different than the leads I'm buying from from you know offline from a, a lead generator that I'm actually paying for the leads. Um, and, and the cool thing about uh, about Wise Agent and probably some of the other CRMs is that you can use it to do really to do split tests or A/B testing. So you can decide exactly um, what do you want to do when these leads come in, and you can run different different ways. So I'm doing something different with my Zillow leads compared to my realtor.com leads and see which which uh, method works best for converting more leads and then kind of switch over to that. Long answer. Okay. Okay. 
All right. So it sounds like most of your conversations with agents, when you start talking about lead generation, you stay away from any particular commentary about how they're generating the lead for the most part and start talking to them about speed to lead and things like that. Is that, is that basically, that, that's what I'm taking from all yeah, your Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I do. It seems like there's, there's a different, different uh, people have different ideas on how they want to get the leads or what they're comfortable with or how much they can afford. And so usually by the time I'm talking to them, They've got. They've figured out where their where their business is coming from, and it, or where their leads are coming from, at least. And and so that's where we take it. Is okay. Now you've got the leads. Let's help you get those converted into actual clients. Got you. All right. That that was uh, that was extremely helpful. So John, why don't you go ahead and uh, I'm getting an echo. Uh, John, why don't you go ahead and get the uh, the next question? Yeah, sure, <laughs> Brendan. How do you? I'm not sure if the if you're gonna. If this a if this is the kind of right question, but have you struggled with what with these expert expectations of of agents around your product because it's it's excellent value for what you offer, but I personally have struggled with the expectations of agents or some of them a minority of them, you know, like they they you can set up all these automated processes, but you, in the end, it's about getting yourself in front of somebody and having a conversation with them fundamentally. And sure. wise agent can't do that. It can help get to that stage, but you still, is that making any sense? And how do you deal with expectation? Yeah, sure. I mean, and we we always go back to hey, back to the basics. You know what? Just what we're hearing a lot of the coaches in the industry talking about, and and actually picking up the phone and having conversations is a huge piece of it. So um, we try to set the expectations of say the 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 um, lead management system. The expectation is that it's going to drip on them, and it's going to it's going to keep your name and your face in front of them to get get going, but. But uh, you have to be playing an active role and doing your part too. And part of part of the drip campaigns, it might be they send them an email as soon as they leave, a text message an hour later, and then schedule that phone call for for seven o'clock that evening. You know, so you can you can put the the, the phone calls or the stop buys, pop buys, whatever you want to call it, actually in part of the drip campaign. Um, but then to get the agents to actually do it, yeah, of course that's a, a whole nother challenge. Um, but I think. When we set them up, um, they understand they um, they've they've got to play an active role, and it does you know to build a relationship. It is human to human. We can we can definitely speed that process up and help a lot with some of the tools we offer. But I think most of them kind of understand they can't you can't just automate the whole thing. And and of course, there's there's definitely those that that, that are like what you're kind of explaining. Think hey, I should be able to. Pay pay them pay for a CRM and then sit back and and collect the money, but um, it's not reality. As a which is fair enough, Brendan. But has was that a learning process for yourself about you know how you how you constructed or um, managed expectation of what wise agent could do? Is it's did you did you have to find the internal process, the onboarding of people, and the management of expectation? 
Sure, sure. So, so I guess uh, flipping it around, one of our expectations is, hey, if, if they're going to pay us every month, they're probably logging in and using all the features. And, and the reality is that's not what happens. Um, so we, we take it a step further. And when someone registers for our system, we're, we're kind of practicing what we preach. We need to start forming a relationship with them. So we're going to immediately reach out and try to schedule a time when we can do a one-on-one onboarding with them. And then in that onboarding, we're going to help them get their database in and go through the, the proper, you know, get, get their leads coming in and set up their management system, set up the branding, and then try to get them scheduled for ongoing training. You know, so it's kind of the same thing when, when an agent gets a lead in, um, they've got to have to take an active role of, getting, you know, having those conversations until they get them in the car and are driving them around or get a, get a listing appointment. Um, and, and of course now with, with the technology, it's getting a lot easier. We know text messaging has taken it, the, the lead, um, to a whole different level because obviously, as you know, as soon as you send a text message out, um, the majority of those are getting read in a, in a really sh- short time period. So it's got almost a hundred percent open rate on the, on the text messages that go out to convert leads versus, you know, emails, people might have emails in, in there that, that they never open or they go weeks without opening. But so if you can get text messaging as part of your, your, um, lead conversion process and then be active on it, when you send out a text, um, be be ready because there's a good chance you're going to get a reply back and and we and we definitely set up some some little tips and tricks like if you use their name in the text message you get a, a much higher higher level of um, or higher number of uh, replies than if you don't use their name so we're going to let you use their you, you know automatically pull their first name or pull pull where the lead came in to make that conversation sound more real when I'm texting you back and and same thing if you end the text message with a question. So if I'm texting Robert and say, Hey, Robert, uh, it was, it, I, I saw that you were interested or that you were looking at houses on my Facebook ad today, or you, you were interested in, in whatever I was giving. Um, can you talk now? I might get a reply back that says, no, I can't talk now. I'm at work. I just wanted to know, does that house have a pool in it? But at least it starts the conversation. And that's what we're going for with really all this, all this um, conversion processes. Hey, let's get an actual conversation started and so then um, I think that's one of the things that, that technology is really helping them with and making it a lot easier for them. All right. I think it's time for us to go for our break, Robert. All right. Lovely. So, ladies and gentlemen, if wherever you're seeing us, watching us, listening to us, if you do uh, John and I both uh, a big favor and either like or comment on your provider's platform, if it's offering you a review, we'd really appreciate it. We work really hard on the show. We're trying to give you lots of good value. And if for some reason we've missed the mark, we'd love to hear that too so that John and I can take that, uh, put our heads together and try to make a better show. With no further ado, we'll be right back. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back to episode number 317 of the MailRight podcast. Uh, we're here with Brendan Wise, Wise Agent. He's uh, been talking to us a lot about 
the CRM. John was uh, in the middle of tossing questions. John, were you done or did you want me to uh, pick it up or did you have another question to add into the conversation? Yeah, I just got one, one other and then I'll throw it back over to you. So, Brendan, has it been, you know, I think one of your main competitors has been Line Desk, really, um, in some ways. Obviously, you've got your own unique spin on it. Um, but has it been a difficult internal discussion about how much functionality you're going to put into Wise Agent and where you have the boundaries where you're not going to introduce any more new functionality? Because would you agree that there probably is a point where it becomes too bloated too feature-rich, and it then becomes unwieldy to actually utilise them? Or is it just about just adding as much value to the platform as possible? Yeah, I mean, we have those conversations all the time. I, I wouldn't agree that there is – that. I mean, you can definitely get to a point where there's too much – if you don't have the right user interface, if, if you've got the right design where everything's simple, um, I think you can, can you can add the add the feature, the tools that, that people want. And so, for instance, um, our, on our on ours, we like to really let you customize the experience. So we're the most integrated CRM out there where we integrate with a lot of the other technology companies out there that we decided, hey, we don't want to take on that that task. And these guys are already doing it great. So let's partner with those guys mm. and, and let's build that system where it, where it works inside the CRM so they don't have to lose that leave that platform because that's really what people want. They don't want to be jumping from one system to another to another. So, so for instance, um, if you're talking about transaction management, um, it, you can use just our own system. Or if you go to say, hey, I want it, I also use .loop or Skyslope or Zip, ZipLogix or um, Formplicity. We've already integrated with each one of those, and so when you turn it on now, when you're you're on your experience, you can you can use your uh, dot loop and and create the transaction and get access to the forms without even going to dot loop right from the CRM. But if Robert doesn't use them, he doesn't have to look at it, you know. So so we're able to take care of adding a lot of features in that you, that if you if it's not something you're going to use, you don't even have to see it. But if, if there's another section of members that, that hey, this is the big thing for us, um, then, then they have access to it. And, and so, of course, everything will get really clogged up and have too much in there if if you don't have the right design. But I think with design, uh, the right user interface, you're able to kind of handle those things. As far as what should go in, that's a, that's a whole other discussion. And, of course, you know, every day being a CRM, we've got every technology company in the industry wanting to integrate mm -hmm. with us. We, we just don't have the, there's not enough developer manpower to, to uh, do, it, do them all. And so we kind of go with the ones that make sense, absolutely. We, we listen to our members and who, what have they been calling saying, hey, you've, we, we've got to have this feature, we've got to have that feature. Then, of course, those are the ones that float up to the top. And then there's a lot of tech companies that um, a lot of the realtors haven't even seen or they don't even know the features are out there yet. So that's when we see something interesting and we'll get that integrated and start promoting it. Um, you know, so, um, but, but we're always definitely aware of a, how, how can we fit this in? So that it's not going to interfere with people that, are, that, that aren't going to use that piece 
but we'll make it available to anyone that wants to. And then it'll have to flow with the rest of the system. And um, it's a challenge. We've been from we've been the, integrating with these other technologies for a long time. That was kind of one of the things we saw right away that, hey, this is going to make sense to start using these other tech companies and, and bring them in and partnering with them where a lot of our competitors went and said, hey, we're integrated with them all too, but they just use a third party in the middle called Zapier or like a mm-hmm. PySync, which, is a, which, which works, but now you've got a third party in the middle. So you're never going to be able to have as good of an integration as if we go you know, straight to you and, and let our servers talk to each other. And then, of course, there's another problem point in the middle and someone's going to have to pay for that that third party technology that's in the middle of the other two. So that's great. Over to you. Well, um, first of all, I want to share a little story, which I, this is one of the very first times I've ever run across this, which is kind of funny, but uh, a long, long time ago, I'm talking like over a decade ago when I was getting my start in uh, real estate marketing, I was actually uh, an account executive working for a company called Agent Image. I was still contracting with them. But mostly what I was doing is I was selling for him. And one of the guys that I got on the phone with that I always had a great relationship with and we always talked about digital marketing was Travis Tom. Do you know – do you remember Travis? Because he no, – I definitely, I definitely remember the name. Okay. Well, he's, I can't picture right now. He's on your YouTube channel. That's why I'm asking because he's okay. there. Okay. Uh, you did some – somebody did an interview with him, whether it was you or somebody else in your staff. But, but anyway – I see him here under the Wise Agent YouTube channel, and it it just it kind of makes me laugh because uh, he and I both had a lot of ideas and a lot of conversation. Not the least of them was about CRMs, um, and I want to say this was ten years ago, and now here we are talking to the people making CRMs and and having a completely different conversation with them. Anyway, I just thought it was funny. Sorry, everybody. Um, I am somewhat curious, so. You have a, a founder story on on one of your channels, and uh, I'm I'm looking at your YouTube channel, and it goes back a couple of years. It looks like is that right? Yeah. No, five years. So five years ago is the very first post, and then you did a whole bunch of stuff three years ago, and then two years ago. A lot of stuff coming in the last couple of years. So have you? Did you build the CRM five years ago? <laughs> no, but we no, we actually. <laughs> We're uh, we started building it in 2001, so um, we went live and had had people on it in t- year 2002. So yeah, we're uh, we've been out there for a long time, kind of taken the uh, the very slow route of building it just you know from the ground up. We've done all the work in house. Our developers are in house in here in Fountain Hills, Arizona, is where we're based out of, and uh, yeah, just just built it over time. And you see the uh, the marketing picking up as we've built a marketing team in house, you know, and, and that that was definitely uh, something we did over the last few couple, you know, few years is why you've seen more YouTube. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Lately, you know. Believe me, same thing with John, our blog. And, if there's going to be two guys that understand the concept of growing something, the slow and uh, dare I say <laughs> painful way, it's going to be John and me. We we get it. So I, I, I get it. So you've been around for a long, long time. You've been taking input. How many times, how often do you add features into your platform? We're, every, every month we have releases of new features as well as, as um, upgrades that we've done to, our, to older features or add-ons to them. 
And then, of course, every every week we're fixing bugs that pop up because of all the new features and, you know, that, that we're so we're really, really active on that. Um, we've we keep you know, we've got a, a lot of different ways that our members can reach out to us if they come across anything that needs to be. And if there's a bug, we jump on those right away. But, yeah, new features. We're always always rolling out new features and you can you can kind of look through our blog and see all the different and we, we write a nice blog and do it do a nice uh, wrap up every time we we release a new feature or do a new integration all right so here's a question from one guy that's been doing this a long time to another guy that's been doing this a long time i have my own opinions about things that are actually moving the needle inside the real estate marketing world um uh, I'm kind of curious if you're going to take a single element of so so customer record management systems are all about managing the relationship with the customer. Technology in the last 18 years, I'm sure you would agree, has changed tremendously a lot. Sure, but that doesn't sure. mean that customer relation management has. There's just a lot of elements to the technology that we use to manage those relationships has changed. If you had to take a stab at saying what the number one biggest thing that you've noticed in customer relationship management in general, in terms of technology, how has it impacted that dynamic? What would you say the, the one thing is, or the couple things are that have really impacted customer relationship management software in general, not just yours, everybody's like, what's right. the big thing that everybody's had to pivot to? You know, I, um, for one is, is going from, just a, a CRM to now the CRMs have to be the full platform and they have to include the marketing, the transaction, you know, it's a, it's a full rounded system to that kind of is the one stop shop where they, where they look for everything. But as far as what's, what's really changed, you know, over the years and continues on, it would, I would have to say it's the automation of, of the, of the process. So for instance, in the past, when you got a lead, um, let's say it was even an internet lead, then you would have to start the process. If maybe you got an email address, um, who does that email address belong to? Did you get a first and last name? Where do they work? You know, you're starting to be a, an investigator where now today when it, um, someone puts in a partial lead of just an email address, it's going to run before it even hits in the CRM immediately. It scout, we scour the internet We're we're returning all kinds of information, you know, from the different social media. So, a lot of times before they even click on the lead, they know what their first name, the last name, where they work, what their title is, and, you know, and, and kind of a, in the notes, a whole system of, of what, you know, whatever we could get out of LinkedIn or Facebook, you know, so they get a, a big edge just on the automation before they even click the client or before they were out scouring and trying to figure out what are, what are these things. So you can even count, sometimes you even know their hobbies and then, it's linked to the some of the social media, so I can see their last three tweets. So I kind of know what they're talking about right now is, um, and then of course the conversion process, being able to automatically start sending out text and email, and, and now the big thing that um, just getting back from the the NAR conference, it was amazing how many people stopped by the booth with success stories on our AI bot. That's the artificial intelligence bot that's put in place to help convert leads. And this thing truly was, was mind blowing to hear it here and, and actually to see the conversations on their phones, how well they've worked. Um, we've, we had several people talk, show us their success stories, but one, one guy in particular comes to mind that um, had come down to our booth and he said, 
yeah, you know, I've converted several leads, but I just got one. I was in a session upstairs and and your your AI bot messaged me and said, hey, this lady's ready to list her house. You need to take the conversation over. And he was showing me as he scrolled down. Um, our bot has been talking to this lead since early October and, and has been just text messaging back and forth. And then when he was in a session just last week uh, in, in San Diego, his he got the message from the bot saying, okay, she, they're ready to list their house. And he had named his bot um, Erica, I believe is what he said. So he turned the bot off and then he took over the conversation and he acted like he is the bot. And he said, hey, this is Erica. I'm going to have uh, Jonathan give you a call. He does all, takes care of all the listings in the office. Then he waited a minute, picked up the phone, and he called and said, hey, this is Jonathan. Eric told Erica said I need to give you a ring. And the girl said, yeah, she's been great. We're, we're ready to list our house as soon as you get back to town. So it was just a, a success story happening right at the booth with brand new technology helping to convert these, these leads. So gotcha. That answers your question. Um, that was a very robust answer. Thank you. I, um, I do, I do have, I, I think that you're right. I think the AI and automation are ways that, that the customer relationship has changed. I think that the way that relationships and, and technology for a while was very confusing for most people because they didn't know how to use it. As we do get right. more automated, a lot more of that really cool technology that's available for people gets layered into their tools, such as the CRM. Um, the one thing that you said, though, that I would like to humbly p p potentially disagree with, because I've watched this take place for the entirety of my 16-year career, and it's been a little bit frustrating. Every single agent, every single person that I talk to seems to say, we would just want one tool, one tool to do everything, one thing to do it all. My experience as a technologist, both as a person that's built technology tools, used technology tools, watched other people build technology tools, is that you are, it is very rare for somebody to build an all-in-one tool and get every element of that tool like correct or do a really good job. It's also very expensive if you know anything about development at all, trying to build a one-size-fits-all tool. And I'll give you a great example that, in my opinion, you know, structurally has done something really incredible with, uh, with basically automating the text messaging process, creating all these really complex algos to, to have long conversations by text message. But they, they got investment. They had a leader that was focused on just that one problem. They had every single developer, every single team member focused on just that one problem. And in my opinion, they've come out ahead of everybody in that element, in that field, when it comes to just that one problem. Are they better or a better marketing company or a better CRM or a better anything? No, I don't think so at all. I just think they happen to be a very good text messaging service. So right. this thing where we all run. Oh, to, who are they? Who are they? Huh? Who Structurally? Are they? We had them on the show, oh, John. Oh, I thought you didn't mention them. I don't think you no, mentioned No, no, structurally, we, we literally had them on the show. Yeah. Um, so I, I, just, I just think that there's too much of a rush to go to the one thing. And I'm not, I, I'm not, I've never taken a look at your platform, so I don't know what, like I'm not making any comments to anybody that's listening to the show about Wise Agents or anything else. I'm just saying as a general. You don't know what you've missed. 
missed, I, Robert. You just don't <laughs> understand what you've missed. You haven't been to the wise agent platform. That's I, correct. I, how can Brendan forgive you? Um, <laughs> if he's anything uh, like you, not at all. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we're in festive mood. You'd be better wrap up the podcast part of the show and hopefully so, Brendan. So I, I just comment back on it to, to your point, Robert. If you're you see if you're using the stress-free platform to send text, where do where do you where do you track it after that? What do you do next? After you send the text, I don't know how robust their dashboard well, is. I'll tell you um, because that's actually our partner. We we are very good integrated partners with ah, Stressory, and, the, and that's good. Go. So so they so I'm not saying you have to build the whole platform and, and that anyone could, but you do need to have it all working in one place because. It would make no sense to turn on structurally and then have to run over here and put it in a system and then have to go log into something else to set up a, a, a ongoing drip and then go somewhere else to send out my newsletter and then log into a, another after I get the listing, log in, log in somewhere else to make a flyer. You know, I could do it all and that's how a lot of people do it. But if you have one place that you log in and everything is functioning together, whether we're not, we didn't build it all, we just integrating it to give you a better experience so that you don't have to log into eight different platforms to run your business. So the fewer platforms that you can log in and still see, you can still use your SkySlope, but you don't have to log in to SkySlope or .loop. You can do it right from within your CRM um, and have that better user experience. That, that was more, more my point. That's uh, see, and that I I completely agree with creating an end-to-end -end experience, but letting other people build certain pieces of the end-to-end. -end, that mean that makes a lot more sense to me as a technologist. I don't pretend to be the best at every single damn thing that I look at. Not even close. I'm hoping that there's somebody really creative out there that does it really well, and that I can integrate them into my process, which seems to be what you just said. Is that right? Is that correct? Right. Okay. You got it. All right. We're on the awesome. same page. Awesome. Uh, John, are we are are we staying a little bit longer? Are we going to – I think we are out of time for the, the yeah, Time to wrap up the podcast the and uh, okay. we have a couple of quick questions for Brendan and then let him go on his merry way for our bonus content. <laughs> All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, Brendan, if, if, some, if you wanted somebody to reach out to you or check out your platform, how, what would you tell them to do? Really, the best way is just to go right to wiseagent.com. And uh, from there, you'll be able to contact us with any any way that you, you feel best. We, we're on every platform, but every, you can find everything right at wiseagent.com. And I will attest to that because while we've been doing the podcast, I've, I've just out of curiosity opened up all his social channels, and they all look lovely and populated with amazing content. So you should go check them out. Jonathan, how would people um, – how would people contact you? Just go to the Mel Wright website, mel-wright.com. Have a look at what we've got to offer. We're always ready to have a discussion with our possible clients or just join the Mel Wright YouTube channel. We're going to be producing a lot more content for the channel over the next few months. Beautiful. And uh, if anybody would like to find me, they can do so on Inbound REM. And for those of you who might be new to the show, just so that you know, John and I joke a lot and that's what you heard us doing so we were just taking some 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 shots at each other but it was all in jest all right so um for those of you who would like to stay tuned please move over to youtube forward slash 
male hyphen right. You're going to get to see the last 10 minutes of the show. Uh, they're going to be utterly fantastic. I just don't know what it's going to be, but but it's going to be great. So you should go there. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for um, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you.